He doesn't know everything about tornadoes, Pam said. She sounded a little worried. That's true, honey, Anne assured her. She bent down and helped Pam fasten her seatbelt, then kissed her on the cheek. Have fun, and don't worry too much about the weather. I'll have Mary phone you when I drop Pam off, Paul promised Anne. Then he said goodbye, fastened his own safety belt, and started up the engine. At the airport, Paul read a newspaper while the kids anxiously waited to board the plane. Hey, Dad, do you see any news about tornadoes? Aaron asked. His father smiled and shook his head. Yes, there is, Pam said, pointing to the newspaper. It says Aaron's room at home looks like a tornado hit it. Paul laughed, but Aaron didn't. All of a sudden, he was feeling kind of grouchy. But he knew that this wasn't the time or place to start an argument, or to finish one. Soon they were sitting in the biggest jet plane Aaron had ever seen. It was called a wide body, and there were two aisles between the rows of seats. The Barclays found their seats in the center section. That meant that neither Aaron nor Pam got to sit by a window. The kids looked around the giant aircraft. At the same moment, they noticed the big movie screen up front. Wow, I've never watched a movie in an airplane before, Aaron said. I wonder if they're going to serve popcorn. When they'd been in the air a little while, breakfast was served by the flight attendants. The pancakes were delicious. About thirty minutes went by after the breakfast dishes were taken away. Then an attendant announced that the movie was about to start. A movie. Good. That will help you two to pass the time, Paul said. The Barclays put on headphones and plugged them into the arms of their seats. As the cabin darkened, they settled back to watch the movie. The head of the woman in front of Aaron sometimes got in his way, but he didn't mind because the movie was very exciting. It was about a tornado. Chapter 2 Journey into Danger When the airplane got close to St. Louis, Paul yawned and stretched. Then he used the telephone attached to the back of the seat in front of him. He called the St. Louis airport to ask about renting a car. Pam asked if she could call her mom. Paul told her that in-flight calls were expensive. He asked her to wait until they were on the ground. For some reason, Pam already seemed to be homesick. Aaron knew how she was feeling, because he was a little homesick, too. He felt better after they landed at the St. Louis airport. Soon the Barclays picked up their rented white minivan and drove off to see the city of St. Louis. Aaron knew why the city was called the Gateway to the West. Years ago, wagon trains had gathered there for the pioneers' long trip west to the states of California and Oregon. They all looked up at the big silver arch near the Mississippi River. It was beautiful. Paul stopped the car so they could see it up close. A sign said it was the nation's tallest man-made monument. Aaron asked a guide if people could go up inside the arch. The guide told him that they could. Since they had plenty of time, the Barclays climbed into something like a little elevator with seats. Inside the arch's walls, the elevator clicked and clacked as it slowly climbed to the very top. There they entered a long carpeted room with low slanted walls. 
The view from the windows was magnificent. Pam was a bit frightened of the height. For a while she stayed close to her father, but when they came back down, she seemed all right again. There was a museum at the bottom of the arch. They had a fine time looking at the displays. Then they went outside. Feeling a raindrop on the back of his neck, Aaron looked up in surprise. The sky had been clear and blue when they went up in the arch. Now it was cloudy and rainy. We won't let the weather spoil our good time, Paul said. By now, everyone was hungry for lunch. Another passenger on the flight had told Paul about a good restaurant in town. After Paul found the place, they all enjoyed sandwiches and delicious frozen custard. They were just about to leave the restaurant when they heard a long, loud howl from some kind of siren. A few seconds later, there was another long...